A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the 41st episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Um, well, it's good to be back. Thank you, everyone, for all your questions and your DMs and your tweets, the whole lot. It's really good every week just being getting to see uh, all the new listeners and get, but getting to put a face to the listener. Um, so thank you very much. Please don't stop because uh, I love hearing from you all and it's great to have a bit of feedback um, from what you're enjoying, who you want to have on, the episodes that you really enjoy. So thank you all so much for getting in touch. Uh, at the first exchange on Instagram and Twitter if you're on there and you want to have a little look. Well, before uh, I let you listen to the 40 first episode of the first exchange uh who have we got on tonight well we had co-founder of the dublin vintage factory terence murphy uh to come in and to talk us through basically all things vintage and all things dublin vintage factory conception um, they've just launched a second store in temple bar um and they've been running for like 10 years it's gone so fast but basically they've established themselves now as the leading vintage store in Dublin um, and they've just launched a big uh, website where you can buy all stuff online so it's just a really exciting time but Terry is one of my longest friends we've known each other since we're seven years old we've such a history together um, so I needed to get him in to obviously promote the store um, but also to go back and just talk about our life together and we had such a crack doing it like literally you will laugh your pants off the whole way through this episode. Um, so without further ado, I'll let you enjoy the 40, 41st episode of The First Exchange. But before I do, um, as you know, I've said on the last couple of podcasts, we now have a Patreon in which you can donate a couple euro per month to help us continue this podcast and continue the growth of the podcast. Um Without your help, we will not be able to continue. So please head over to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and donate the price of a pint. Um, it will mean the absolute world to us here. Um, and it will show us how much that you enjoy the podcast and how much you in- want us to continue. Um, so thank you very much to everyone who has donated so far. And thank you very much to anyone who does. Without further ado, let me introduce the 41st episode of The First Exchange with Terry Murphy from Dublin Vintage Factory. Terry Murphy. Lydia did all. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Well, thank you so much for coming in. It is, we'll, we'll, we'll cut right to it. Uh, it's an honour to have you in. I'm sure it is. <laughs> come, come close to this mic. Um, it's an honour to have you in, not only because you are doing some fantastic work in Dublin, which we're going to talk about, and the launch of the second Dublin Vintage yeah. Factory store, but you are, outside of my family, Yes. the person who knows me the longest. I actually am. We know and each that's other. Dangerous. And that it's dangerous <laughs> for me because you have a lot on me. Yes, uh, I am. Good and bad. Um, but we know each other since we're about seven years old. Yes. And we went to Stage Fright Kids. Yes, we did. Was Stage Fright the Kids the first thing that we would have met? Stage Fright. Yeah, it was Stage Fright Kids, yeah. It was Brampton's one. So, what, what, Stage Fright Kids was like an after school. Like a summer camp, but all year round. All year round. Yeah. It was for. It was training us to it, be. We, it was developing star a skill set that yeah. we had yet. To know that we to know didn't that really we, need. <laughs> um, and also, Terence was my first love. I know, that's. Unrequited love because you you didn't love me back at no, that time. No, but I first fancied you and then you shut me down and then it was years later I actually, is when you chased me. I can't remember shutting and I you had down. No interest. But you tell this story. What was the chair story that... Uh, I moved... You were in a black and yellow polka dot dress and I moved a chair ahead to sit beside you and you were literally like, absolutely get away from me and ran. And I was like heartbroken wasn't really 10 minutes over <laughs> and then years later you pursued me like 
I pres- I pursued in Gino's you. pizza place. You came in. Terry used to work in a pizza parlor in Waterford called Gino's, and I couldn't let anyone know that <sighs> I fancied Terry. This is, yeah. So we, me and the girls, made a um, fake name for you, which was Tabulus. Yeah. So it's slightly like the Babadook. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's not even like a cute name, but. <laughs> It got you through it. It got me through it. Tabulus. So we, I would be like, can we go to Gino's so I can see Tabulus? And we would go to Gino's and we would probably all sit over like uh, six an euro yeah. and a six euro pizza and like one scoop of ice yeah. cream, like 10 of us, uh, just so that I could see you. And then you came out as gay. Yeah. And my dream was absolutely shattered. Well, no, it was years later. Oh, yeah. This is from like age but 11 But like, let's to... call it a spade a spade here. I was mincing something down with pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was no, <laughs> there was no lies like... Was. I was refusing to you see refu- it at yeah. the and time. And so was I. I was devastated because I thought I was fully going to marry you. But then we became best friends. Yeah. So, so that was great. That was, that was absolutely yeah. fine. It was much better. Um, because going on my past history, we probably have been broke up well now. And we probably we would, would uh, yeah. hate each other. There would be numerous <laughs> restraining orders against both of us if that was the case. <laughs> Is your headphones okay? Do you need yeah, to adjust it? Are you okay? Perfect. So before we get talking about all the good stuff from when we knew each other back when we were younger... Let's talk about Dublin Vintage Factory. Yes. Uh, yourself and your partner, David Jones, yep. are the co-founders, co-owners yes. of Dublin Vintage Factory. So we've just seen the launch of the second store. On now, Saturday, yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. So it's a, a Temple Bar. Yeah, Merchant's Arch. Merchant's Arch is a Temple Bar. So it's one Merchant's Arch. It's on the corner. It's through the Merchant's Arch in yeah. Temple Bar, yeah. Fab. And then you have the original store, which is across from Urban Outfitters. Yeah, facing Urban Outfitters. Just Urban Outfitters. So... Exciting times. Congratulations. I, know, yeah. I was in there on Saturday for the yes, grand lunch Irving. before we went for dinner and it's fantastic. Yeah, thank so you. So it's giving you um, like a much bigger store, two yeah. floors. So now people have a real opportunity to get in there and browse. Yeah. So there's loads of space. Well, the other store was, the other store, the, the, the old store, we call it the old store and the new store now. Yeah. The old store was big, but when we had Smithfield, first of all, that was colossal, but that was literally a shed, you know, but yeah. we made it into a store. The new the old store that's on Fountain Street still, that's still open, that is still quite big. But the reason, our logic behind opening the new place is because of the current guidelines of X amount of people coming into a shop. Yes. We were like, okay, if we do that, we're going to half our trade and the whole lot and mm-hmm. then whatever. So, and to give everyone a fair chance of getting the good stuff, mm-hmm. this unit popped up and we're like, it's like, it's a great, it's an, one of the best units in Temple Bar. So we're like, just go for it, you know. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so exciting times. Yeah, know, and yeah. delighted to get you in to talk about it because perfect timing yeah. as well. Um, so let's talk about um, the start of Dublin Vintage Factory, how it came about. Yeah. So obviously it's yourself and your partner, Dave. Yeah. You and Dave, how long have you guys been together now? Like 15 years now, I think. God. I know, I'm 31. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Well, I'm uh, ex. So you probably like, yeah, like 15, 15 years 15 years, now. wow. Yeah. I think time has passed that long. Um, so how did it come about? Like, because obviously... How long were you guys together before you were like, let's we were start together... this business? And why was the kind of the conception or how did the conception come together well, that you would start we, this? Dave was working in the shop in George's Arcade, one of mm-hmm. the small um, fashion units in there. Yeah. And I was working at Urban Outfitters. And I think because we were dating so much, we were kind of like, we don't really want to be, you know, I think we were just mad enough that we didn't want to see. I was doing work all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? We're kind of like, we prefer having the laugh around Dublin. So we're like, let's just do our own thing. So we really? bowled our jobs, yeah. And then we opened a, literally the size of a double bed sheet with the shop in Blackrock Market, tiny. <laughs> yeah. And we opened it every Saturday. And that yeah. was able to pay for our week. Do you know what I'm saying? So we started doing things there. And then, because we're both from Waterford, well, me and you are, not Dave. We saw a small shop in Waterford and obviously shops were cheaper rent down there. Yeah. So we took up a small shop down there we were there for maybe, how was it, two two years, three years? Yeah, God, it seems like such a long time yeah. ago for me now, yeah. like to remember that time. It was t- teeny like, but that mm. started us off. And then Dave actually got the bus back to Dublin one evening and was walking to Temple Bar, spotted a shop and rang me. He was like, there's a shop in Temple Bar that's up for rent. Mm. Um, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, just do it. So the next day, Dave paid the deposit on it. We shut the Waterford shop down on the Saturday. I think we were open like two weeks later. Something I like love that. that. Yeah. Kind of risky business. like. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. Was it more a case of like, let's do it, we've nothing to lose? Well, or we, so like, I love Waterford and so did Dave love Waterford. But at the time, there wasn't an awful, we found there wasn't an awful lot. Like you weren't living there anymore. You know what I'm no, saying? Like a lot I, of our yeah, friends had moved away. So us moving down there was kind of like, we can afford a bigger apartment because they were cheaper. We can afford a bigger shop because it was cheaper. So it was yeah. kind of 
like a first step of doing something else it's kind of going back a step to go forward a step so we kind of that not mean going to Waterford was going back a step at all it was just a way of us saving some cash you know yeah so we did that and then opened our Tampa bar store from there then we've had 69 shops since there no we had a good few since yeah. then you know but I think you know that's an important element as well because there's kind of two ways you look at it one you get to learn the business yeah, you totally. get to learn your customer learn your growth learn yeah. have all these experiences um, you're starting off from scratch you're not two people who had a family member or were in a family trade no. where this is going on the, the, the completely out of nowhere yeah, done it yourself exactly you've had to build everything yeah, from, from scratch, scratch. Yeah. and now you're at this place where you have this massive big store in Temple yeah. Bar you've got a, a, like a really really um, booming online website yeah. you've got incredible following on social media yeah. all organic yeah. and like so you also get to sit back and be like do you know what like look how far we've come yeah. look what we've done but now you've got like 10 odd years 12, 15 years of experience behind you we still learn you. every day I'm saying we still make mistakes and I think that's yeah. what me and Dave are good so me and Dave are so completely different where Dave is one way with things and I'm the opposite and I think that's really important to open mm-hmm. a business because I'm like let's do this and Dave's like that's ridiculous no and then vice versa yes. you know so that's a, it's a really good balance mm-hmm. so obviously we had some stores for years and we got very short term lets so mm-hmm. those short term lets even though we opened a shop for maybe a year and a half and we had to move somewhere else they were really important because it was kind of like a training thing it was like a yeah. almost like you know it was like open up and see what how this works and what's and like finding suppliers is incredibly hard for vintage yeah you can open you can go online and buy stuff but it's probably going to be desperate you know what I'm saying yeah. you have to really search hard for it so it took us this long to find the stuff that's really good, do you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's ironing out all the kinks over years. Yeah, which... Same I, as any business, do you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I imagine that keeps things like fresh yeah. almost as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you're like, you're learning and you're growing and then there's obviously things that don't go to plan and things that yeah, do go course, to plan yeah, yeah, and yeah. that must be exciting as well. Well, it's good though, but we could take the good with the bad, like even with the, the shutdown, the lockdown, whatever, we had kind of felt like we put their, our online store on the back burner for a long time. Yeah. Because we weren't, we didn't have enough time in the day to do mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And when lockdown happened, we we're like, okay, right, let's just make something out of something, you know. Yes. So we concentrate on that. That got so busy then that we ended up getting the new office for the online. Mm-hmm. So that's its own entity, pretty much, yeah. you know. And it's brilliant. It's lovely, you know what I'm saying, to have that. And now from that then came the, you know, the new shop. So it's kind of a bit just like... Isn't it funny how like lockdown for people who are creative or yeah. that run their own businesses or that are doing things kind of for themselves yeah. just sort of kickstarted them into like doing things that they'd never been able to do before or hadn't had the time yeah. or the opportunity to I think to it was do. the time and also I think it was really important for me it was because I wasn't seeing friends I wasn't seeing people in the public and do you know why sometimes if you have a habit of plan in your head yeah. if you go for a few pints one of those six people might say oh I don't know if that's a good idea that stops you Whereas yeah. we didn't see anybody in our house in lockdown. It was me, Dave and Ashling. Yeah. So Ashling is completely positive constantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dave is the exact same. So in our heads, it was kind of everything. was. A, it sounds stupid. Everything was a good idea. We we're like, let's just do this. Yeah. Yay. We didn't have any outdoor influence yeah. to tell us, oh, that's a bit risky or whatever. We were kind of living in our little bubble of like, yay. And I think that was the same with a lot of creatives. They were able to do things that they wouldn't be brave enough doing throughout the year yeah. because you have input from other people whereas mm. when you're kind of isolated on your own it's just your own thoughts it's your mm-hmm. goods and bads so that's why I think a lot of people kind of flourished from it do you think it's important to do what you do and to to essentially I suppose think for yourself and to not yeah. let outside influence that's influence what a, goes on yeah that's a big thing when we started off doing it we were kind of looking at you know like other stores and that had been established for years mm-hmm. And like bigger chain stores like Urban Outfitters and different stores that do vintage whatever. Um, you know, even like Dee who owns Lucy's Lounge, like she is an icon in Dublin. She's doing it like 35 years. You know? wow. She even says stuff like it's hard to look at other stores because you constantly competing yourself against them. Mm. You know? Yeah. So we kind of learned ourselves that you literally just don't look at anyone else's. You know, you look in your own window and that's it. Because yes. by doing that, you're concentrating on yourself. But like saying that like one of my best mates, Emma, she owns Nine Crows, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like we're really good friends and we have a really good healthy relationship with both our businesses. Mm. Like if someone comes into my shop, I'm like, oh, go across and vice versa. Mm. That's important to have that. But the majority of the time we just prefer to look at ourselves, concentrate on ourselves and 
because I think if you start looking same as music whatever if you start looking oh they're doing better than me or blah blah yeah. blah you're automatically going to make yourself trip yeah well it's kind of so. like a metaphor for life almost yeah. isn't it you know what I mean it's like once you focus on yourself your own business yeah. don't worry about what no, everyone else is doing else, or yeah. what anyone totally. else is saying yeah. focus on yourself work hard yeah. good things will happen or yeah. big things will happen you know? concentrate on your own thing and be positive you know what I'm saying but if mm-hmm. you start listening to going oh well they're after you know even like Andrea was saying like my friend of mine was saying like you know more isn't always better Yes. And years ago, I had this thing in my head going, oh, I need to open another shop. I need to do this. I need to get a bigger shop, blah, blah, mm-hmm. Because I just thought that this by... This is Andrea Horan, Tropical Popical. Andrea Horan, Tropical Popical Double. Yes. Um, I thought that by having more or having bigger... Yes. ...was better. Yeah. That's Which, not This is something that... Because she was on this podcast and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember what episode but you go back and if you're listening you'll be able to, to see it but um, that's what she was talking yeah. about about how loads of people have said you'd make a fortune now if you, if you expand, expand Tropical those, Popular yeah, all yeah, over yeah, Ireland you could yeah. put one in Galway and one she in could in a heartbeat in a heartbeat she's she like just wants it she that. wants it to be yeah. the experience and that's so rare yeah, now it is, yeah. where people are so hungry but for you know more. when somebody like especially in business says something to you that really sticks with you that really, really stuck with me because at the time we were kind of thinking oh, we could do this and we could do that blah blah and I was like no because if you you know if you bite too much off that you can't chew you know yeah. it's not it's not healthy for you or the business yeah so now we're kind of I know that we literally just opened a second shop that makes no <laughs> sense but that was a matter of you know uh, but yeah look, we're happy what we're doing now and this I think this will be it for us yeah. say our two we've got two kids now and that's enough for us you know how difficult is it to work with a partner good because as I said me and Dave are so different in the way that we do things I know that sounds yeah. like it might be difficult but it's not because I think if we were the same I just think you know Dave is very like Dave does one job out of the other job so Dave yeah. has his tasks I have my tasks I have very a different, different we're, contrasting we're different, personalities yeah, in people yeah yeah but you know what I was saying actually because uh, Terry and Dave brought me for a lovely dinner for my birthday last a week lovely dinner lovely dinner a lovely cocktail lovely it was beautiful it was Yam Maury Northside by the way if anyone from there is listening you did a great job and Myself and Shane would maybe like to go back there, maybe record a podcast over there. Um, but um, say it for me. And I, when I was speaking to the girls, Miriam at my, yeah. my birthday, our, our dual best friend, and I was saying, do you know what? The two of you are mad about each other. Yeah. You're so in love with each yeah, other. Brilliant. After 15 years. And, you know, s- sometimes like, I don't think the like the rest of the girls maybe have that relationship <laughs> with their fellas. Delete this. <laughs> maybe put this. Delete this bit, Shane. Uh, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like I know, if yeah. you're so you're actually yeah. like two teenagers when you're around each other. Like still, yeah. so but you work together, you live together, you socialize yeah. together. Like, what's the secret? I just think we could kind of make our own rules. You know what I'm saying? I think like yes. most of even like like my pals were all gay guys. My my you know. Yeah my close group there's not really a, I don't is, know is that, I think is that a gay thing is that like I don't do think I'd men... like to say it is a gay thing but I'm going to say that <laughs> but you know what I'm saying I think there's a lot of people that have a stereotype that they need to do like you'd have to get married you have to have a kid you have to have yeah. a black, you hit your dog then you sit down and you talk about the credit union and blah 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 yeah. that's absolutely <laughs> not for me yeah, yeah. so like we just do our own thing do you know what I'm saying we obviously do want things that everyone else wants like a house do you know and yeah. those things but we don't really try and go by, like even like we're engaged now. What like six years is it? Yeah, yeah, six years. You promised me a Thai wedding. <sighs> yeah, get the Thai. Was, was it Thai? Was Thailand you were going to? I'd marry? go now to bloody juries in at this stage. You know, fifty people, but um, but I won't be doing that. I will have a guest of three hundred and seventy people. Oh, um, but what's it? Um, what are we saying? Oh, we're talking about the reason I was asking about what's the secret behind the two, the success of yeah. the relationship, is I'm maybe wondering about like, you know, they they say men are from Venus, women are no. from Mars, and See, like, you're very like that. Like we're like, oh, you're you're such a Taurus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You all look way into it. No, you know I'm, I'm not talking about astrology. But if we're going to go there, you're an Aries and Dave is a Taurus, and you're very compatible. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, I'm wondering because you're two men, do you have a better understanding of what you need? Possibly. Then, you know, the... Me- you, well, I don't want to like, speak for every what? couple, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because that's... You can't really say that because it's kind of saying like, oh, because you're a straight couple, you, you probably get on way better than gay couple. Yes, you would literally be right. hunted in the streets with flaming torches. Gosh, like cancel culture, hello. Can- I love my podcast. I'm literally cancelling right now. I love live. my podcast. But, do you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. I think probably we just get... We, we understand each other, do you know what I'm saying? It's a good match. We're just a good match. Yeah. We're literally just a good match. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? There's no, I there's any magic to anything, do you know? We're just a good match. It's lovely. But like, we still have arguments like everyone else. Do you know, we're, but when it comes to business... 
we kind of put the phones down when we get home and yeah. do you know but we're kind of two creatures of comfort as well we like going home watching movies chilling out whatever or else we're just a flip of a coin we love the chill out or else we love going to town and absolutely taking the legs off ripping it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Taking the legs is off. that important is having a good ripping, work life <laughs> taking the legs off it in town absolutely <laughs> is having a good work life balance is that important to you yeah well I think you have to be happy like we're really happy in our job yeah yeah like we are incredibly yeah, 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 yeah. happy in our job we're very lucky you know I've seen friends and whatever who their business have completely gone over or gone under yeah during this not me mate not you not what? me not you're a grand girl but do you know like we're we've survived it and we're just happy yeah. that we've done that and there's you know we're just really thankful of our job and we yeah. really enjoy it every single day do you have a kind of um I suppose is it like gratitude that you're you know it would be very easy for your business to not be successful do you know what I mean? Oh. Think, think of all the businesses that have started like, that have that people have tried to do vintage yeah, stores. Yeah. People have have tried to like open things <laughs> miserably, and they they you know they it they don't make it past that kind of hard slump yeah. that you know the first and there year is a hard or two. Slump, believe me, do you know. Absolutely. So, is there kind of a gratitude there that you one you have the the customer base, yeah, and the I suppose the you have the brand profile yeah and you have the growth yeah and continue growth because it seems to be just getting bigger and bigger yeah yeah totally i just think we try to keep it as family as it is you know what i'm saying yeah. like we're not into like paying for like i don't know how many followers have, like twenty thousand something whatever right yeah. but there's other stores in ireland that have we'll say like a hundred and whatever blah, like fair enough like but it's not real it's not real and those things kind of grate me you know mm. I don't look over the wall at their business but whatever but when I hear about it, I'm like okay fair enough but at the end of the day the proof is in the pudding you know yeah. come into my shop and enjoy the experience and like our main thing is that like we want to make like it's like our home basically. We're there, we work so much in there it's yeah. basically like coming into my house you know what I'm what's the experience that you want a customer to have when they come into you really relaxed you know feel really safe in there at the moment have a good laugh not yeah. be we don't like, like I've worked in retail all my life do you know what I'm mm. saying and the way that I was like pushed into being like the retail robot kind of thing mm. I hated it like do you know what I'm saying it was like yeah. I, make sure I was like I used to work for, in a designer area of a store yeah and it was actual Hell torture like literally torture like and as in like, like you go up to the customer and you have a certain protocol well, on what protocol to say and all and that there was nothing organic about it you couldn't have a banter because it was like that's unprofessional whatever and yeah. i'm not saying like sitting there talking about you know crap right but you could you know it was like you have to be this kind of person yeah. but like step for wives kind of shit and i was yeah. like that's not me using certain positive yeah. words that lead to a no, sale and no, all and this I hate kind of crap. That. that's not for me yeah. so even in work now if, you know if we ever hire somebody around that works with us you know it's very much a family all of us, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like outside of work, we're all friends. Outside of work, we all socialise. You know, we're yeah. all really support each other. And that's really important to us, you know, is mm. that when you come in the door, they realise how close a bond all the staff have mm -hmm. and how comfortably you feel in there, you know? Yeah. And that's what I think, we've got customers that come back to us since we were golly gosh. Because remember, we were golly gosh yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have people come back now. And I think that's probably because of that or because, yeah. you know. But you, are you aware, though, that you have a very enigmatic personality? I You're... don't know what that means. <laughs> I actually don't know what enigmatic means either. Do the Google there, Shane. What is that? Enigmatic. I know what it means, but I don't know how to Dynamite. say it. Like, you're a very... Um, uh... Difficult to Sexy. or understand. Mysterious. I'm absolutely fucking not mysterious. That's not what I wanted oh, to yeah, say. What's the word, like, um, captivating? Oh, Lydia, back down, friends. <laughs> Those days are done. We have, we have crossed that over. It's just hoping you'll break up no, a friend, day. No, friend, I'm sorry, friend. Should I hear what I said for the last 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Captivating. You, okay. would, you would be very... You have, to, you have to know, Terry, that you like work a room when you're in it. You're like... Uh, no, but you're the clicking. same. I am the same. I think personally that water for people are a different breed. We're like demigods. We're all just chatty and, you know, up for the laugh. Yeah. And not the Dublin people are, I'm sorry, I love you all. <laughs> You're going to get <laughs> cancelled now. Murdered, cancelled. But you know what I'm saying though? Pick water for people would literally chat the legs off a dog and we're, people love that. Yes, yeah. Whereas when I first moved to Dublin, I found that like, I used to be walking down the road with Dave and I'd be like, hi to people and Dave would be like, why are you saying low to fucking everyone? This is something that I had to get used to when I moved from yeah, the you sticks don't in Waterford that people don't, you don't say hi to people like that on the street because in Waterford it's like, oh hey, how are you? Even if you vaguely know someone. Yeah. And but I had there that. were like, well, up here, no, no. Yeah, you. no, you just don't do that at all. But even Dave was saying to me like, there's people coming around the shop 
outside the new shop that you know they drink in the daytime or whatever and they're kind of under hard circumstances and Dave's like are you literally making friends with all everyone that sits outside I'm like hey lads how are you getting on blah 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 and you know I just think it's in our nature as water people just to chat yes. to anything that will look back at you yes absolutely <laughs> dogs anything birds that, anything that will nod and smile as will you give us any kind of reassurance for our lives but you know like that that is uh, for me as your friend who's kind of like watched you grow over the last like 10 years that's definitely something that you know I was like have seen it's your character it's your personality yeah. and obviously Dave's as well yeah. Dave's a fantastic uh, person and a great personality as well but definitely in terms of like if we look at sort of your your influence or your involvement in the gay scene in yeah. Dublin you were very much and you still are very yeah. much a part of that whether it's styling whether it's yeah. kind of involvement with the drag queens mm. so how did that kind of world sort of open up to you when, when you moved to Dublin um, I don't know but Probably there just wasn't gone. really a, a gay scene in Waterford do you know what I'm saying there wasn't like do you know and if there was well there was there was like dignity in a few bars but at the time I wasn't gay lol do you know what I'm saying like I was like I can't go there and then I think when it actually came out it was all closed down I was like you mothers yeah so but then when I moved to Dublin I was like this is like New York I was like this is amazing yeah it's so free up here and it's so accepted right but I went to see Veda was the first queen I saw not sorry just to not be accepted as in being gay as if you're not accepted to be gay in Waterford I mean the flamboyancy of the drag culture in Dublin and you didn't have that in Waterford but you have it you have it in Dublin but there was nothing yeah but actually one of the first shows I went to was Victoria Victoria's Secret absolutely who, Terry how much do I love her queen of the world love her I am obsessed kind of with obsessed her. with her yeah yes. and so you, she, you introduced yeah, me to her for the her. first time Yeah, she used to run I don't think she I don't know if she ran the night or just at the door for the night uh, a break for the border yeah and I remember coming to Dublin first one and I was like oh my an actual Amazon is at the front door like yeah. boobs like two missiles and a wig Touching heaven, I was like, okay, I'm I'm grand here. I found my home. Straight in, three shots for tenner, sorted. <laughs> I'll make my bed. And then started going to the George and that kind of stuff. Then started dating Dave so that mm. we were more involved. And then obviously became friends with like Dave. So like Robin and all, you know, Durham, they were all Dave's young friends. When they were not young friends, but they grew because they're not young. When they grew, you know, when, uh, oh, they are not young. When they were, um, no, they were hanging out together years. So yeah. I kind of like plodded along, you know, and yeah. now they're like my brothers, you know. Yeah. So it was exciting up here because it was things I've never seen before, like, mm. you know, and I love it, you know, and I I have such admiration for all of them because I think it's brilliant. And what? they're like little mascots for all of us. I love it. Why do we love drag culture so because much? They're, they're brilliant. It I is brilliant. I think it's just an escapism that's like, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're looking at somebody with boobs the size of melons yeah huge wig you're not gonna be like oh that's actually it's really great it's like that's brilliant they're yeah. funny they're hilarious you can't feel down they're like mood changers and that's yeah. what you want you know what I'm saying you don't want to go to a bar and be like well maybe you do if you want you know you probably love that you know <laughs> but whatever you know like a, you know a dark you know sitting there whatever you want to go and listen to a bit of Britney watch a, a six qui- foot person a wig a quiet point is good sometimes but that so. is grand yeah but uh, can you did you bring me to my first drag show yeah you probably did mm. I think it was Break for the Border as well. It actually was. I have a picture of you and it was the dragged up thing and you actually look like you're lost at sea in the middle. Do you know what? Your little head. Remember you're like, eh. Absolutely delighted. And I had Babs Daly on last week. Babs she, is also Babs had a photograph yeah. of me from that night somewhere. I took, That's I remember ridiculous. Getting a you took a photograph of me with the nine foot bear. They have a stuffed bear. <gasps> yes, I remember I they were like, you were like, get it, we'll get over there and get a picture of yourself with the bear. And then I put my hand oh my in God, its I mouth did, yeah. and then a claw hand <laughs> with the other. And I just remember you being like, I actually can't bring her anywhere. <laughs> She's the most uncool yeah, you person. You are ridiculous. Like you go from one to a hundred and any kind of drag. You get like starstruck, which is gas. I get starstruck. Yeah, I, it was Davina Divine and... Um, Veda. Veda. Oh, Regina George. Regina George. That's the one now that you're absolutely Regina George. Yeah. I was like, I actually, I, I just remember being like, I want to look like her. Yeah. She's stunning. It's something about drag queens that it's like they take... Because they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I love that. But they highlight the best bits of, of their everything. shapes and sizes. Yeah. So I always look at drag queens and I say, if women, as, a, as women in as society, society did that. Could, take, could take that confidence yeah. Yeah. and run with it like yeah. drag queens do, we will be 
you're flying flying there when you go to a drag show and like you have a couple of drinks and you're like the music is the best pop music yeah. and everything and there's just so much confidence in the air and you're watching the drag queens like you know the way they move and yeah. the way they're just so sassy and it, it actually it's, rubs off on yeah, you of course it does you feel great feel that's, great that's what I'm saying if you go to a if you go to a venue or anywhere where it is encouraged to be positive yeah and that's what they're doing yeah. then you're going to feel great going. Like, you're going to leave on a high, do you know what I'm saying? Unless mm-hmm. you're lamped and bowling, but like, <laughs> and we've been there. But <laughs> like, yeah, been we there. have been there. But you know what I'm saying? That's what it's for, do you yeah. know? And they're and also, they are incredible business people. Well, like, why do you easy. say that? Because Victoria A, like, I don't know why I said A there, I wasn't going to give a B, but whatever. <laughs> Victoria, it's like, business mogul of the year yeah she's her own brand like she her, is literally her glow up and her... Davina as well Davina is let's give a shout out because the two girls do um, petty, petty little, little things. things petty little thing the two of them are like on fire podcast in this collaborative studio yeah um, go check it out but they Boys. literally saved quarantine for every lonely gay in Dublin in Ireland actually <laughs> with the things oh my god the queen of quarantine like in text even like Queen of Quarantine is on tonight. You have to, you have to I watch it. I literally had kidney, kidney and liver failure from watching it. We Every, were, we're like, let's go. You bit. might as well go to the pub for six hours watching <laughs> it. You know? We were talking about it last week and the the way or the first couple of weeks, um, you know, like the connection drop in or mm. they go, then we're going to go yeah, to Deirdre in Galway yeah. or, you know, um, give me a good drag name. Now we're going to go to... Moradara. Hey, Amora. Moradara. Moradara is also a fierce queen. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to go to oh my more. god, I need to watch more Dara. She's so good. She's kind of like Kate Bush on acid now. Really? But yeah, you love her. So we're going to go to uh, more Dara in Galway and then they cut to the video and it would more Dara be in the back like pouring herself a vodka and tonic yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. thing be, was that was the best bit yeah, about, about that. that. Um, yeah, Victoria is a, um, she is going to come on this podcast so she's I talked to her last so week. So good. Yeah. Can't wait. Anyway, I'll have to have to tell She's doing loads. She's doing like everything in the UK and everything. You know, she has like well, as well, I think for a lot of maybe young people or people who are kind of new to the drag scene, yeah. a lot of them would have come onto the scene maybe based off the back of RuPaul's Drag Race well, and the success of that. Yeah, yeah. But there's a whole world before that's not that. that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a whole world before that. It's not just that. RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? No, it is brilliant. Do you know what I'm saying? It's binge TV. Yeah. But it's not what it really is, do you know? Yeah. How like, I don't speak. Do from, I don't speak for any queen because I'm not a queen. I don't understand the work that goes into it. Yeah. But I just appreciate the work that they're doing. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? And I'm like a fan of their stuff. Yeah. Um. But it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Can anyone, in your opinion, be a drag queen, or it, does it take a special, like, is it a special talent, a I special think skill? Every, Halloween every single year, everyone could be a drag queen. But come on, girl. <laughs> do you know? No, there's not. I don't think you can. I couldn't be a drag queen. Now with a few little have you ever have you ever crisp cocktails have I'm you like ever I would be brilliant I think you'd be but I'd be fab. I'd be oh, Lydia, I'd be through the wall now with the drinks on me I can't even walk run walk and runners half the time that Imagine is true that is true you know. oh yeah you, just, you 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 move so well after I'd be a queen a I'd be a queen in a slider I'd be that, I'd be a comfy queen now, saying that <laughs> in Chanel, a Nike slider one of, the, one of the queens Chanel she wears a croc. Chanel rocks a croc and I love it. A shout out to Chanel because that, yeah. that is my vibe. She's the queen of the croc. Hashtag love a croc. Love a croc. Love Rock a croc. the croc, Chanel. Um, <clears throat> brilliant. You'd nearly, you'd nearly want to go for a dance now over in the George, wouldn't you? I know. Bring back yeah. the George. Let's Only a good while left. Um, but yeah, so God, what a, like, it's been a mad old journey, hasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Could you imagine yourself doing anything other than what you're doing now? No. Well, I started doing hair, do you remember? And I was like, yeah. this is... And then he was like, oh, you do a head highlight. So I was like, absolutely not. I'm getting my coat. Yeah, have you always been like, I not, think not afraid of, but like, maybe like a fear of mundane? Like, can you think of nothing worse oh, no, than being like, in a job where it's just like doing Betty's highlights now? Oh, or like... I'd literally... <laughs> not for me, friend. Because I worked it and I loved it. Because the reason I loved it in hair was because it was creative and I could do like... Like fantasy, I used to do fantasy hair competitions, yeah. that kind of stuff. You did, yeah, yeah. that's right. And yeah, I loved yeah. it because it was like a form of art, it was a form of being creative. Mm. And then it was like, okay, you have, you know, Kathleen at Corpus Student head highlights, and I was like, I'm n- absolutely not going to do that. I'm going to go. Yeah. So that's when I left. Yeah, and with something like that, unless you get to a, a point where you can have your own young, salon you and you can choose yeah. your own clients. Like I do enjoy being my boss, and I'm very lucky that I'm my own boss. Yeah. But sometimes I wish I had a boss. Mm. You know, that could be like a Monday morning, that could be like, oh, that's all done, but I don't. Yes. But I'm not scared of the mundane at all though, either. No. No. Like a part of me would love in like maybe like fifteen years to like go to Thailand. 
Yeah. Sorry for and have like uh, <laughs> <laughs> <cheeky> birthday. Um, <laughs> you know, and open like a little bar or like I always want to open like a B and B or hotel. And Dave's like, no. Oh Terry, I'd love you open a bar in br- Thailand. Yeah, no, it would be fab. I don't know why he doesn't want it, but we can work on that. We can. We have loads of time for that. I want to do like I always see these like fab. gorgeous programs and it's like they have like a place over in like Thailand it's like oh like four bedrooms on the beach with whatever blah blah and uh, the dogs and stuff like that yeah and it's about eight grand to buy it or something yeah like we, me and Dave were in Thailand we passed down a beach before and there's like a shack yeah and it was up for rent and it was like the equivalent of basically like 12 grand you're kidding no the strand could have taken it out in one go but it was 12 <laughs> grand friend and I was ready to cash in on that dream <laughs> this grand <laughs> yeah look. gas um Let's talk about, I know we were like, like, what will we talk about on the podcast? Obviously, we talk about like the, the obviously the shop. The upcoming that's, single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've a new single. It's, it's a, a, single a whole new world. Um, <laughs> I know you heard it with Katie Price and uh, Peter Andre, it's but uh, have you heard us do it? It's back and better. Um, we're obviously like, you know, you're here for the launch of Dublin Vintage Factory yes. to talk about that and um, being a gay icon and all that kind of oh, other stuff. On. But then oh. we were like, maybe we should talk about our journey. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. I need more space. I need more physical space. Can you just be ready to like <sighs> you're gonna have to stand under Shane? A lot of this out, uh, just in case it gets like too too much. Jump. I need security. I'm gonna pop the runners off and jump over the table. So this is like something that um, I was like, you know, I feel ready to talk about it yes. because before we're maybe in a different part of we're our in a lives. very different part of our lives. But before, I definitely wouldn't have been able to speak about it. No. And one thing that I've spoke about. I'm 41 episodes of this podcast is my journey and where I've come from and you know jujitsu and therapy and awareness and self-exploration and evolving as a human and all these different things which have led me to where I am now one of the biggest um maybe experiences and lessons that I have learned that's helped me to be where I am now would be our relationship yeah and what we went through. So without going into the like nitty gritty, because obviously there's other people involved and stuff, but um, I went through a very rough patch with a relationship um, that I had a rough couple of months with and we all lived together. And um, how would you say it? We fell out. as F. We fell out. We just fell out. Yeah, we lived together. We fell out on like, like the Clash of the Titans fell out. Yes, or like what happened in Baby Jane? What happened? Like, yeah. what's the two characters in that movie? You were the one in the wheelchair anyway. I was Bette Midler. Bette Midler? I was Betty Davis. Or Bette Midler. <laughs> you were the one in the wheelchair. I was the one with the makeup. <clears throat> so Which we, it was awful. It was horrific. We, this was, it went on for years. Yeah. But we, we, we were too close. That's the problem. And I had too much going on yeah. and I couldn't properly... Express yourself. Express myself. Very good. Um, and I was probably traumatized with everything that was going on. No, you on absolutely were. With the relationship. Because the back catalogue of stuff as well before that. Yeah. That added to the fire. Yes. We fell out over the most ridiculous stuff that yeah. you was... N- n- never done anything like horrendous to each no. other, but I acted in wrong ways. Yeah. You reacted to yeah. my wrong reactions. And it just led to us getting to such a bad place where Terry basically said to me, I can't be your friend anymore. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm going to start crying. Terry said. That was very dramatic. That was so dramatic. I because... loved it. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sorry. I can't do this. It it's was you. literally it's what you, it was. not me. Terry brought me. We. I had moved out. So basically, I the trauma of the relationship that I was in, the yeah. absolute toxicity that that relationship. And again, I'm not blaming the other person in the relationship. No, you're not. But it did. It was put, part of yeah, me as did, well. But it was yeah, just yeah. for everyone. It was toxic. So instead of addressing it at the time, I done what most idiots would do. I took myself off and yeah. moved in with him alone and segre- stopped myself yeah. seeing all my friends, segregating myself. So we hadn't spoken for a while, and then you brought me to Pygmalion. Yeah. And what's Pygmalion with her? It was Pygmalion, yeah. Oh, I remember the seat Pygmalion. and everything. Yeah, like, was, I can't yeah. even go in there anymore. I yeah. got a little shudder. <sighs> I remember that corner. The ghost of me in the background. The ghost of you, yeah. Um, and you were basically like, it's, I remember it so well because it was what led me to want to change so badly. You were like, um, you were like, are we going to be okay? Yeah. Are we going like, to be okay? Really sorry, and you said, I forgive you. It's yeah, totally fine. Don't worry you. about yeah. it. But I would prefer if you weren't in my life. Yeah. 
And for me, I have this thing with like the people who I've been closest to in my life that they're never going anywhere. Yeah, that's the thing, friends. And that's why yeah. I, I get a hard time when yeah. people die on me that I, know, I love yeah. because I'm like, but I, I feel like they're never going to go. And then when someone dies, I'm like, then okay. It's like, yeah, traumatic. Yeah. Or when you break up with someone, I find it, I did find it very hard yeah. to um, get over it because I was like, I never thought that they would leave. Ever ha- yeah, of course. Yeah. It's attached or abandonment issues. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So once you had said that to me and I knew that you were still going to be in my like, circle. circle and my zone. Yeah. But I couldn't actually have that relationship anymore. But that was even hard for all our friends all our friends suffered because, because it was it, it was like we're a very social group of friends yeah. whether it's in Dublin or Waterford mm-hmm. and every single thing changed for everyone for years because I was like I've often been shitty but I was like I'm not going down there if she's sitting there and yeah. you were probably the same because yeah. it could have kicked off or could have been like ah. Yeah. and also I was scared that I'd go down get drunk and then forgive you and be like that's fine and the yeah, next you day going, oh, why, did did I why did you not want to forgive me what was it because I didn't it? want to forgive you at the time because I was raging I was yeah. really angry at you and I was like if I do it it's under false pretenses and, it, and it's not a real it's not real forgiveness do you know what I'm yes. saying it's very easy to go for a drink and be like oh, oh it's really good we're, we're pissed now we're after making up that's bullshit you yes. didn't make up you're putting a bandit over something mm. and that's going to come off tomorrow and then it's back to square one so why put the the false and at the time I would wa- have wanted you for, to forgive you but now in hindsight now that we have gotten to that yeah. stage and I know now that you wouldn't have done it if unless it, it was genuine yeah. or real it makes it more but if we had done that back then I guarantee you hand on heart we would have had well, I murder wouldn't have changed. we wouldn't have changed at yeah. all but we wouldn't be speaking today like I would have been like I'm absolutely done with you now yeah get away but we do, you know I didn't (laughs) (laughs) and it taught me a really valuable lesson like while I was working on myself is that um, you have to take responsibility for your actions that was the biggest thing that I learned because as painful as it was and how how I abandoned I felt and how segregated from my friends group Mm -hmm. that I felt it was only when I sat back and said you've done this to yourself yeah this is as a result. Like I was of no angel either. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think I gave a good. You gave a good run of it. I gave a good run of it. You gave me the starters, <laughs> followed by the mains, and then a little bit of dessert at the end. Yeah. Do you know no. what I mean? Like, yeah. if I ha- if I had my shit together, it would never have no. happened. No. But now that I, and you know, I'm very phil- philosophical and flirtatious. <laughs> flirtatious, but I'm a big believer in like. Um, everything happens yeah, for a course, reason yeah. and, it and does, I believe that that 100%, was 100% yeah. it couldn't have yeah. happened we were so close that yeah. if it had happened with anyone else I would have just said fuck whatever yeah see ya and we both have friends that were like you know that we've had to say goodbye to because of certain reasons and yeah. that is hard Yeah. but the fact that we were friends since we're literally kids like yeah. actual kids like you know that's when I was like there's enough is enough and you were in a really shitty place and you were lashing out at me and it was almost like a brother sister thing it wasn't Mm. even a friend thing anymore and I was like no I'm not fucking doing it and I think people get you know if it's a brother and sister fight like that and they separate for a while nobody really thinks like oh they're going to fight forever well if it's two Mm -hmm. friends people do but in my head I was going on the way of well she's like my sister so it's not going to be forever do you know what I'm saying I was never like even though though I was texting you I was like don't ever text me again. You'll you'll be dead if you text me again. <laughs> you know the drama rama was happening, but you know, yeah, I was just spooking you. It's fun. Yeah, it's funny though when you say that because in my head I really believed that there was something that clicked in me. I was yeah. like, he genuinely. But it was literally when people say tough love. Yes. I was like, I can't do this anymore because we did it like fifty times a day. Yeah. It was like I forgive you, and then I was like, and then literally the clock strikes twelve, and the two of us are actually <laughs> belting around the sitting room screaming at each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. No, friends. See, a lot it needed of, to come to an end. A lot of um, the listeners and a lot of uh, like viewers from Fight Connect TV will say, you know, when I'm doing like Q and A's on Instagram because I'm really famous, you know, I'm famous now yeah. as well. Um, <sighs> but a lot of them will ask, like, oh, you know, you talk about <clears throat> your journey and yeah. being this better person. Uh, it's hard to believe that you weren't always like as you well, are course, now. That's, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, believe it. If you were to. Like explain to them what I was like. Define how I was. I think we're and deeply, he- deeply unhappy. Yes. For many, many years. Yeah. But since like it was like a, it was like your life was in three stories. The start of it was you were a child and you were happy, whatever, into early teens. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just flipped. I just think you were really unhappy in yourself. How and old did you think? How old, if you look back, do you reckon like, I was? When did you go to the Devs of Hen? Like sixteen. Seventeen. Yeah. 
when I turned friend, into a goth. We turned into a goth. Then, my demons, like that, like, my actually friend, was an alarm system. Do you know what I'm saying? The black rose in the bedroom. I was like, here we fucking go. But do you know what I'm saying? Then it was like... <laughs> I painted a seven foot angel of death on my wall. I my also decided, wall. me and Miriam decided to give Lydia a makeup before into a sexy goth and cut her fringe. This is no word of a lie. To be like Terry B. Terry, the thickness of a cigarette from root to fringe. It was actually like a child got a doll. And she screamed <clears> and roared. And we were like, she's going to love it. That was probably right. It was, a, it, was, it was a... No, it definitely wasn't. It, it, it was it, contributing. It was actually... It stuck to your head. It was like a number most, one. one of the, probably one of the most traumatic... No, it's probably up there in the top 10 traumatic things that's yeah. ever happened. We genuinely thought you were going to turn and go, I love it. They wanted to give me a Betty Page... <laughs> 50s look really like cool look. like to up to kind of up to, you know to make you feel better at the time yeah because we're in a slump and we're like we're going to give her a makeover and it do you know what's funny around that time it went wrong. so bad because the fringe was so short and I had a fat head like I have a fat head now but I didn't even fat her head there was then. literally no saving grace at the time like, and I was so. a goth and I was wearing literally the equivalent of pseudocream on my face <sighs> the makeup was so white oh I just I actually, actually did I ever tell you about that time Shane when I was a total goth oh. And we, it was like, what was in, remember we walked into town one day? Like flour and water and put it on her face. <laughs> it was actually that she bad. Was, yeah, Some like, like scrotes in a tracksuit ran oh, past yeah. me and they used to always like shout abuse at me. Yeah. And he just stopped and started singing Meatloaf Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> Sorry. And oh, then like, I wonder, I wonder yeah. why it was traumatised. Obviously that was a telltale side. You were just really unhappy then. So unhappy. And you were lashing out and you had loads of other issues that I don't think you were able to deal with yourself and this is like pre like counselling times or those times yeah. so we, that, that was never a thing to us if we That's heard of somebody mean. been counselling we're like oh my god they're mad do you yeah. know what I'm saying that wasn't a thing to us in there but I think if you had gone to speak to somebody and as much as your friends can talk to you as well we were all the same age I'm saying yeah. maybe I was a smidgen older but do you know what I'm saying but we were all still kids so we couldn't have given you any advice we were all didn't know what we were doing either do you know Yeah. so I think but that was kind of the start of the mud hill mm. and then it just picked up and picked up and picked up and then you could just see you were unhappy and it was like shitty relationships and mm. all that shit and you know and it was like you know and I think you took it out in the weirdest ways you were just like lashing out or angry or do you know go into that because you were lashing out you were literally like a yeah. raging dog because you were just angry at people and I genuinely think a lot of it was because you're angry at other people's hap- happiness around them no way so in your in because I was way, so unhappy because you're so unhappy but I don't think you ever realised it do you know yeah you'd be well. like oh they're dopes whatever and I think it was just like I think inside you were unhappy and I also do think that you knew that the relationship that you were in at the time you knew they weren't going well mm. and you knew it was going to end sometime but in your head you were just like pull the hood over and run through it do you know do you think the band ruined me yeah definitely. in what way just, it, gave, it gave me a false ego it literally brought you up like way too high and then just dropped in your arse mm. do you know like it was amazing and you got loads out of it, like loads of life experience. But I just think it was very toxic for the age that you were. To be, honest. I know we weren't like twelve, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying, or sixteen. But still, I think it was an awful lot for the way that you were in your head at the time, and as unhappy and fragile as you were. I just think it was a really septic place to be. Mm. Toxic. I don't think you say septic, do you? Septic is probably a better word. Than oh, it septic. was. I'm going to say it was septic. Septic actually is a better um, description of that time period. Well, it was, what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think you're put into a situation that was bad when you were bad in your head and you weren't feeling good. Mm. So that together is like a time bomb. It's not like if you had a really good job to go to and you were in love with the job and the rest was shit or you had a great relationship and the rest was shit or whatever. You didn't. It's kind of like mm. a trio of shitty things amalgamating into one thing. Can you remember when I got fired from the band? Yeah, kind of. What was that time like? I can't really remember. Oh, I remember it was literally like the actual klaxons were off we were sound. living together we were at the time together, yeah. that was kind of the, the it was start bad, the beginning of the end it was for us good. I think it was good I think it was a positive I think it needed to happen it was a positive thing mm. but it was heartbreaking to watch it because it was something that you loved it's basically like me waking up tomorrow going Terry your shop is gone you've nothing yeah. to do it's the the fact that you're perilous to something that you felt like you've the only way to put it in is like somebody had like a mom with a kid or a dad with a kid so your kids take away from you like you put all your energy and love into this mm. thing to make it happen and it's taken away if you've no rights whatsoever mm. do you know and I can't imagine that because it hasn't happened to me but that's what it was like watching it. like you made that flourish and grow mm. do you know like you made the look of it you put an awful lot and I'm sure the rest of the lads did a bit like tea they, they did a bit 
there is the tea, honey. Uh, but you know, say they did a bit, or whatever. They obviously <laughs> loads, you know. But like you were, you know, you were pushing the look and pushing the, the, the media side of it in the whole lot because you always had that in you. And then it was like, okay, that's gone, goodbye, and the door was closed. Yeah. Like, of course you can f- crumble, you know. So and it was that time being fired from the band and like being in the re- the bad relationship and then airfall now. So yeah. It was that whole was amalgamation, mad, yeah, yeah. and w- all that coming together just led to where. It was kind of like I felt like I had nobody anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that was the best thing for me because it was a freedom in that. Yeah. In that I was like, I've nothing to lose. So if I'm but stuck with myself... you have to really be there, do you know what I'm saying? To be like, there is nowhere else to fucking go. Couldn't run from it anymore. You know? no. Had to get myself out. You have to just do it. And you did it. Yeah. Do you know? How different am I to Like then? 100%. So weird. Still an arsehole. Anyway. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? You're, you know, you're still, you're still, this is the thing I was saying, like it's three stages. You're now going back to the leader that I know years ago. Yeah. That's the leader that I was always friends with. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And we were always still friends. It's just, you had a lot of shit going on at the moment, at the time. And it was a bit like, you know, there was moments around you where it was like, it's hard because you're so angry, you're so yeah. upset and whatever. And that's, you know, that's not been like a bad friend that I was kind of like, oh no. fuck, here she comes. It was just like, it was tough because yeah. you were lashing out. I think it's because I, I was the, difficult. But I was the only guy in the group, so I got it in the neck. Yeah, like I absolutely got it in the neck. You know? I think as well we were so close. We were so close. Yeah, we were very, we we're very similar in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. and that's why I kind of got in the neck. But like, you went through it all. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm happy we're here. Give me your hand. Oh, love you. Okay, before we go. Actually, love you. Love you. I like you. Love you. What? Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Did I tell? Oh, was I telling you about this? Oh yeah, no, I was. I had um away for the weekend for my birthday, and I was telling Paula. I said something about my granddad. Yeah. And Paula was like, a couple of drinks in, and she was like, oh, I can't believe you have a gra- a pe- grandparent that's still alive. Oh my god, that's so special. Go home and tell him that you love him. Oh I was god. like, Yeah, oh, we will get yeah, no bother. But then I was saying the last time I saw him, I said, uh, No, it was actually at Christmas. Me and me and my brother went in to visit him, and um, he's in the house. And uh, I said, Right, we're off. He was after pouring me a whiskey. He was like, Right, go on. I said, I'd be into before I go back to Dublin. And then I was like, I'm going to make a con because the, one of my biggest regrets is my grandmother. I didn't tell her how much I loved her yeah. when she was alive. Uh, I didn't tell her enough how much I loved her when she was alive. So I was like, my thing now is my granddad. I'm going to tell him that oh, I love yeah. him. So I was leaving and I said, Granda. And he goes, yeah. I goes, I love you, granddad. <laughs> and he paused. You know what he said? Well, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> And Dean just looked at me and the team just went, there you go. There yeah. you go. Like, that's it. That's and then, and then my father suddenly was off the hook for anything that yeah. I've ever been like, me dad doesn't love me. <laughs> I was like, there's his dad. Um, but brilliant. Um, but brilliant as well. But also don't let that discourage you uh, from telling the your loved ones that you Disclaimer, love them. Disclaimer, tell your, lo- your loved tell ones that you, you love them. Tell your loved ones that you love them. We've started Beautiful. a new segment where I put up on social media who's coming on. Before yeah. it was a surprise, but now we, we put up and then um, our listeners get a chance to ask some questions. Oh, good, yeah. So I put up today and we got some questions. So I picked out the five best. Okay. This is from Frankie Smith. And she's asked, who is your favourite drag queen? That could be controversial. But I'd like you to answer it anyway. My favourite drag queen. Mm, I suppose you don't have to do local. You don't have to do local. You could do like ever. No. Has to be my local queens. Okay, go on. I don't have a favorite drag queen. Yeah. Um, but my favorite drag queens are the Dublin queens. Why is that? What makes Dublin queens? Because queen? they're brilliant. Yeah. That was a really shit and weak answer. That was such a weak answer. Uh, what about from the bigger pool? Also, um, one of my good friends is Candy Warhol from Cork. She is also a powerhouse, and that's she a word. Has powerhouse. Powerhouse trademarked. I'm gonna put that in my own bio. Trademark Dublin Vintage Factory Powerhouse. <laughs> uh, buy it on iTunes. She. Has a house called Machia down in Cork. What's and that name? It's her house. Her drag house is called Machia. Oh, but she yeah. is on Comedy Central. She's her own program on Comedy Central called Dragonians, and it is absolutely hilarious. No way! Yeah, if you look at Comedy Central on Instagram or go onto Candy Warhol on Instagram, you can see all of her content, and it's brilliant. Wow, she'd be good to I get on other, as well on the podcast, wouldn't she? She would have no interview in this <laughs> or interest. Sorry, oh, I ruined that, didn't I? Well, <laughs> next question. Um. Can I tell you my favorite? Who's my favorite drag queen? Regina George. Well, not Victoria. Regina, Victoria, but of the bigger pill. Who is my Ru- RuPaul? RuPaul. I love RuPaul. And then uh, me, me and my friend 
The straight woman across from me loves RuPaul. Love RuPaul. Bum, bum, bum. I love everything. <laughs> yes, queen. I love everything about RuPaul and so does my best friend Miriam. And I remember saying to Terry once. Miriam is like on orbital. No, Miriam is well. way yeah, bigger. She's, she's like into, cries about Ru- RuPaul. She's, yeah. she's like, it's not even about when he's RuPaul in drag. It's when even it's just himself and how he views the world and, um, you know, how his like openness and the, the way he just wants to love everybody. I was like, yeah, like girl, she's, girl, she's you're obsessive there. compulsive now. With she's yeah. like, there was at Christmas she did shed a tear t- talking about how like much I was she getting, loves Yeah, I think she's on the sherry and I was getting a few like, oh my God, shake a little. I was like, girl, you need to get up to Can you remember when I told you this about Miriam loving RuPaul and me loving RuPaul and you just went, yeah, well, you're never going to meet RuPaul. Nobody, nobody meets RuPaul. I said, do you ever think I'll meet RuPaul though? Even when I get really famous. And you were like, honey, nobody meets She never dresses as RuPaul. No, it's always man Ru. Why is that? Just because she's fed up. She's just been doing it for so long. Stunning. She's just stunning. Stunning. Anyway. Um... What is your favourite clothing brand from Karen Tip? I think her name is. My favourite clothing brand. Well, if it's not vintage, I love Nike. Yeah. Love a bit of Nike. Put them together. But it's vintage also Nike. A, vintage Nike. There's also Stunny. a girl in Liverpool or London. She has a clothing line called Pickle Me. And she basically remakes. So she, like, I got a bag made for my friend Tara for her birthday. Tara Stewart. So... Tara, hey Tara. Name, name drop. Hey Tara. So she makes these um, shell, tra- so a shell track top or a bottoms, whatever. She recustoms them into, she repurposes them into different things, so like utility vests. Wow. It's deadly. Um, so her stuff is amazing, but she only sells on Depop, and when she puts it up, it's gone in six minutes. So Seconds. I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah. Oh, stunning. so probably like it's not vintage Nike. Amazing. Um, your favorite cedar would state. <laughs> Jesus. The comfort of them sweatshirts. Comfort, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cotton now used in the Cedarwood state. Um, favorite thing about fashion from Amy Shalan? Uh, is that it changes? Yeah. And I find it very. I love the fact that you can dress to your mood. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. And you can be an ex- as expressionist. Like I hate the clothes that have my wardrobe. I was like, I have literally a smoldering creator of shy at my wardrobe and then yeah. I'm like oh if I'm in a bad year I'm like oh love this outfit for the day if I'm in a great year I'm like oh or whatever yes. so I always don't, I don't, never think that my wardrobe needs to be like I see people on Instagram they're like oh here's a walk shirt to my wardrobe do you know what I'm saying I'm like do you know what now <laughs> no friend I can't even barely find a sock that matches half the time Yeah, but I like you know a dress for my moods yes also it's and great and I have a very mismatch of clothes like I've got costumes and I've got for like pride if I was yeah. doing something and I've random shit and after I'm like where the hell am I wearing that and then one day I'm like do you know what I'd love and then I open the door I'm like this is the thing yeah I love when that you know? happens love that, yeah. yeah I love when that happens oh, what usually happens to me is I go do you know what I'd love to wear with this now is you know a brown suede fringe leather jacket yeah. and then I'm like oh my god I have, I have one. that and then I remember I threw yeah. it out in, I in a rage cried the fact that you got rid of your um, long long haired faux fur jacket I've had a few which no, one it was, was like it the really shaggy long haired one the, bl- the blonde one the blonde one yeah Terry that's my mother's house what the Kate Moss is the communion dress <laughs> <laughs> that my friend is another story <laughs> that is episode 2 <laughs> Terry will be back we won't go there we won't go there today <laughs> um, the Kate Moss Topshop yeah. original yeah. Oh, my mother has that that was not going anywhere yeah. that I actually was so concerned about how old that was getting that I bought dry shampoo to, to try put into and it, yeah. put that's into it that's a good one that's a good coat um I th- we kind of bridged on this when we were talking, but uh, Carol Flynn has asked, if not fashion, what else do you think you would like to do? Um, I'd like to open like a cafe as well. I'd mm. love to do something, because my dad's a chef. Please, let's talk about your dad. Your dad is probably the King of Carveries in Ireland. Terry, so please don't come you're, to you're an absolute dab hand at cooking yourself. Yeah, my mum's a chef as well. Like she's not like a chef in the kitchen, but she is a chef in her kitchen. And she is a, a good cook. What a woman. So I love cooking. So I think I'd like to do something like a little bit of cooking. You are, for anyone, like I'm just trying to give people a sense of who you are. So like, I have gotten a lot better over the years. Thank Jesus. <laughs> cooking. Okay. I now know. you once presented me when we lived together. We all put money in a pot I knew each the week. story and was I coming. I got given, this is no word of a lie. 
unedible brown rice, cold <sighs> cubed peppers, and a thing of fucking cashew nuts. And she was like, first of all, it was six hours in the kitchen. Me and Miriam were like, I'm actually going to get sick. I'm so hungry. This is and true. this trough was presented in front of me. She's like, surprise, are you delighted? And I was like, this is an atrocity. <laughs> and we, me and Miriam had to sit there. And fair, fair we did. We were like, I, oh, it was my first Lydia time wanting to cook gorgeous. dinner for my friends. You did a good job. Disclaimer, I was 17 years of age. Now, Lydia, I know it's... Uh, my nephew can literally make like dolphin watch you know what I'm saying <laughs> you could have cooked the pepper I listen I had no clue you did but here I am I have learned you've learned but so, so I, I would do like you know okay everyone's coming over for dinner like, you'd be I'll like do a curry fajita. or something or yeah, fajitas or very, meatballs you, you know that though. one pot love yeah, pot enchilada moment Terry is actually like doing a full duck with like a potato gratin from scratch I love living on a Tuesday evening at yeah. five I'm like what is going on here I like to set the scene in my house when I went home like, yesterday was my first day off on my own in the house for like three weeks yeah. and I was like bought the dog out got my candles went to the hardware store got my bits went to the butchers went to the bed shop and like changed the bed you know what I'm saying the yeah, house was it. it's like yeah, Christmas yeah. week when he came home and I was yeah. like this is the moment I like doing that you yeah. couldn't do that and then be like, I'm going to get it three in one. Do you know what I'm saying? We you also want to finish off the fantasy. Like, fantasy is exactly what it is. Over Zoom, over lockdown, we obviously yeah. were having our friends' quizzes, which died a death Absolute. like everyone else's did. Yeah, doom. So everyone ended up, all the, like, everyone was dropping off. I have to go to bed. I have kids in the morning, blah, all different things. And it was like myself, your yeah. partner, Dave. And Miriam, my partner. Mir- yeah, it's, I, oh, I'm trying I to be. It. I'm trying to be official for the podcast. Your boyfriend, my fiance. But like you've been together two decades, so, so it's that's your more... partner. There's Dave. There's Terry's fiance. partner. Fiance, would you? Would, would yeah? Would we say fiance from just now call on? Him Dave. Just call him Dave. So it was me, you, Dave, and Miriam, who is Ian Flynn, the tattoo artist, who was on previous episode as well. Don't say I don't give me friends a dig out on this Getting podcast. Getting for nothing. What? Um, but that's Ian's wife, Miriam. The four of us were on the Zoom at like three o'clock in the morning and the two boys, Terry and Dave, were actually, uh, what were you doing? Uh, watermelon margaritas? Oh, frozen friends, margaritas. I was Me and Miriam had warm wine in, in a glass. We were looking oh, at each had, other in the had, Zoom yeah, going yeah, like, are they actually warm, in the yeah. kitchen doing like frozen margaritas? Oh, we had margaritas. a very fancy lockdown. You really went out. But with the key we found is by just using your tequila and just fresh fruit, there's no hangover because you're not drinking sugar. I take your word for it. I it was no like, idea. I get hangovers, but I'm saying I'm partial to a blue cocktail so that's probably my problem to know <laughs> um, okay very last question and it's a it's a it's a good one okay it's from Anonymous we won't call <gasps> out his name is that me ma that's Shirley ma. <laughs> this is from Shirley Murphy Shirley Murphy actually shout out Shirley uh, what an absolute diamond um, she sorry I'm saying she but it's it's from uh, he okay. and he's asked how do I gain Confidence. How do I gain enough confidence um, to come out? I'm 16. Um, that's yeah. I don't honestly. I don't really know. I don't think it's like anyone's the oracle of this. I think it's your own time. Yeah. Do you know? It depends on where he's living. Depends mm-hmm. the situation. If he you know, if he's at home, if he's in a small town, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like I'm pretty sure everyone Watford knew that I was gay. Everyone like, except me. Well, you obviously clearly didn't, you know what I'm saying? But I was belting up and down the road. Yeah. But it obviously wasn't a comfortable time for me down there because the people that I was with, not ye, but you know what I'm saying? I didn't have any gay friends to be like, it's grand. Like I had no other there was no reference. Gay I had no re- references, yeah. Yeah. Um, like you were, what's it called? You were trash. Like once a month you see an old ball and be like, oh, here we go. You know, that was literally Dr. Caroline Weston who was talking about her she's now a sex therapist or okay, a sex yeah. Oh, yes, uh, lecturer yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, she was like my when I grew up my main uh, reference board for sex was Eurotrash it was the only thing it was literally like a, like there was like a ball it was like oh my god a man's yeah. ball and Lola Ferrari Lola Ferrari Lola Ferrari rest <laughs> in peace Lola Ferrari uh, but there, that was literally and also Margarita Prakatan oh, was that with the elderly woman that was the lady of the Maracas loved oh, her yeah. She was the OG influencer. What was your man's name? Who done the? He was Jean on Paul all. The... No, no, no. not his John name? Bell Gaultier, the guy who was in the mini cell ads. Then he done the mini cell ads afterwards. He was in a bunch of the main guy. What Shane's gonna Google it there. Google right, it. Shane? You were trash. I'm actually... We're having a little search here. John Paul. Yeah, John Paul. John Gaultier. Yeah. No. The... There was the other guy. Antoine. De- oh, Antoine. Yeah, Antoine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Antoine de Cannes. De Carsons. God, I'm we're so friendly. We? Oh, we're nearly finished. We're nearly finished. Yeah, we're wrapping up there okay. now. 
Um, so yeah, so it's very hard. It's not really a stereotypical guideline to be able to come out, but surround yourself with nice people. Um, like if you're 16, you're quite young, so you're kind of in the middle, so you can't really go to clubs and that kind of stuff. Obviously you can't go now because they're all in the apocalypse, but yes. just maybe like try and like, reach out to people online, you know, yeah. you know, see some people that, you know, I don't really know. Like, just, just reach out just yourself. to re- with yeah. people who are in the like same situation as you. Like-minded friendly. And if you don't yeah. feel like you're going to get support from people around you, they're not the ones for you. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. And it's probably very hard to feel like if I leave this group, then I have literally nobody, especially feeling yeah. lost on your own. But believe me, you, it's absolutely grand. There's a world out there. There have is the confidence. a world out there, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's and a huge world out there. 16 is young. It's In Warford, I was like, this is it. I am going to be a closeted <laughs> farmer you know what I'm saying, in Watford for years. And then I was like, oh, uh, yeah. JJ Cavanagh's Dublin, 10.50. Yeah. Drag queens. And it's not, yeah, and there we, and it's not an, it's not an issue. No, Obviously, not, I know there's not. people out there who... Well, it takes is, an awful long time to feel comfortable with yourself. So yeah, It's not absolutely. like you'll be grand tomorrow. It's yeah. really, really tough. And the only thing you can do is really support yourself and do positive things for yourself, be kind for yourself and surround yourself with people that are very nice. Very good advice. And yeah. know that you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. The universe loved. loves us all. Yes. Amen. Well, listen... Before you whittle on yourself there in the Stop. corner. Um, thank you so yeah. much for coming in. No problem, you're welcome. I'm absolutely delighted that you came in and that was brilliant. I am delighted. That was so, did you have a good time? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was really, you were brilliant. I'm going to have to cut, I'd say 45% out of this because I'm after ratting out everyone. <laughs> so for my next podcast, I'm going to call out everyone. But listen, you haven't done a podcast before or have you? Um, not to my recollection. I know you've done a few bits with TV3 now. And, uh, oh, who? <laughs> what who was the it? TV3 show you did? Oh, I can't even talk about it because it was an absolute bonfire. No, it was I had brilliant. a very bad hangover and literally my face and ears went numb. I was like, she was <laughs> It was a fashion show or something oh, for TV3, was it? Christ, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I never watched it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Thanks, um, Lydia. You're welcome, pet. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks I wish you me. every success with the thank new you. store. It's and absolutely you. beautiful. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, where can people find out more about Dublin Vintage Factory? If you go on, so you can shop on online at dublinvintagefactory.com mm-hmm. there's actually a sale on at the moment uh, or else if you go onto our Instagram it's um, at Dublin Vintage Factory brilliant great and stuff and that's the ones super thank, thank you. you very much okay let's go get a little drink now mm. shall we yeah parched parched uh, that was episode 41 of the first exchange with Terence Murphy from Dublin Vintage Factory <laughs> <laughs>